Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Today, we'll be listening to the recording of the second part of the Clubhouse Room discussion titled Feminists are the Enemies of God. So if you are not on Clubhouse, please join. If you are on Clubhouse, find us at the Free Thinkers Hangouts on Clubhouse. The link is in the show notes below. Also, please subscribe Apple, Spotify, Google or any other place you get your podcast. So now, let's go and listen to the Clubhouse Room discussion titled Feminists are the Enemies of God. Okay, Alison, um, if you want to reply, reply then. We'll move on to Israel after your reply. Okay, I, I do want to reply. Well, what um, African apostate said um personally i do not care where they are getting their where they are getting the vim where they are getting the drive to be more progressive and to me i think i think of it like this the if if you presuppose that a god exists and a god wants people to know um what is in his heart or whatever and you look at the people that have written about god and people that have written for god they are mostly elitist, um, privileged males, straight people. So if, if you bring that perspective into it, it's, I think this, this the 20th century, the 21st century is the time where we are having um, people that are not straight, people that are not um, in the heteronormativity, people that are not like following societal standards where they are having their first go at interpreting what this supposed God has said. So if you look at it that way, it, it, it's sort of like it's, 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 a, it's a conversation. Like it, and when you, say, when you say the Bible is irrefutable, that is, that is the definition of a fundamentalist idea that I think we need to be more nuanced about. I'm not saying that there is not a problem. There's a problem about the fundamentalists. And the problem is that, okay, the the evangelical right, like the right wing Christians, especially in the US and parts of Europe, they are the, they are allowed, they have backing, they, they want to affect legislation. And they they are like this they seem to be the most they, they are the loudest voice that we can hear. But what I'm proposing is we shouldn't we should also look at the minority voices in the faith where where they they are they are proposing a different understanding of Christianity because, for example, you you reference First Timothy, you reference First Corinthians, and, and for for me, number one, this this text are a product of the culture of the time, and the Christians that today are looking at it are saying, okay, can we understand it in a different way? And it may seem like I am overly like pedantic, like I want to defend Christians, but. If if you want to have a fair go at a view, you should at least give it uh, like fair on give it time to give. You should at least try to understand what the person is saying. And for me and personally, I think Christians have. Uh, uh, where is this echo coming from? Sorry, I'm getting an echo. Okay, so I th- what what I'm, what I'm trying to say in essence is that atheists and religious people that are interested in religion and religious discourse should not be so eager to use the fundamentalist idea to paint Christianity 
or any other religion. That, that's just what I have to say. All right. Thanks. Can I ask a question? Right. Who's that? Um, okay, Rita. Rita, right. Okay. Um, I did send you the question for you. So I wanted to ask, um, you said we should, we, I understand like your point on, um, we should not use the fundamentalist views to, um, kind of cover all religions, but isn't that what um, religion presents itself as? So the thing is that, um, you have like, um, the religion basically is not supposed to be a subjective thing. Like, um, I'm not talking about all religions. I'm talking about maybe we just take a particular one, let's say Christianity. It's not meant to be objective. They have like things that they're supposed to do. They're like um, stuff that are like kind of fundamental to the religion. So I know that like, um, as humans, most things are subjective, but when it comes to religion, looking at it as a topic, it's not supposed to be a subjective topic. It's supposed to be a fundamental thing. There's supposed to be some fundamental um, things that they follow and stuff like that. So is it really wrong for you to look at it in that light when really that is what it presents itself as? So that's my question to you, Adesindu. Okay. Um, I think saying that religion presents itself as something is, you, you have to, like, religion is not divorced from culture. Religion is not divorced from like how you learn it, it's not divorced from all these things. So religion doesn't present itself as anything because religion is just like, how do I put it? Religion is, let's say there's a metaphysical concept that we are considering. And religion is under the surface of all these metaphysical concepts we are considering. Metaphysics don't like, they don't say anything in themselves. It's humans that give it interpretation. So when you say religion presents itself as fundamentalist, you are still perpetrating the idea that it is like yeah look let's 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 consider christianity the fundamentals of christianity is there was a man or a god man however you want to put it he died for the sins of people and god raised him up nowhere in that idea will you get an idea that is inimical to either feminism or lgbtq rights so it, when you now have some other when you when you factor in some other ideas like when Paul is saying XYZ, women should not speak in church, women should not have authority over men. Paul is a man. And if you understand Paul in the context in which he is writing, and people today look at that context and say, okay, this cannot make sense of the type of God that is that 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 is claimed to be like the, the fundamental thing is that Jesus died, yeah? So God showed love, blah, blah, blah. So the idea is Paul cannot be understood without his culture. And it's the same thing we do when we are looking at the writings of, let's say, any scientific history. For example, in, in the writings of, of Charles Darwin in, in the evolutionary, um, in the original species, he, if, if you take his writing out of context, in out of the context of his 18th century English life, you would you would, and you bring it to our 21st century life, you, you basically you have basically done the, the service to, to the text because he would sound very archaic. So I'm saying there 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 are certain theologians that I have, and I can point it to them because I follow a number of them. 
and they really shape my thinking on this on the subject because i used to think like let's let's follow a fundamentalist like let, because when when you when you grow up in a fundamentalist type of christianity it seems like that is the only alternative was so it seems like that is the only thing that is like or that you can obtain from christianity but when you when you now look at when you dig deeper like you look at it culturally because christianity does not exist in the vacuum of no culture it existed in the vacuum of first century jewish culture and all the, all the things that entails with it so i, I think for for if you cannot say religion presents itself as fundamentalist because even even in the early centuries of christianity there, there was there were several debates on how do we understand christianity how do we understand what god is saying how do we understand what jesus is saying how do you understand the person how do you understand jesus is jesus is jesus a man is jesus god so there, there were different ideas coming and we have what we have now is predominantly straight straight um male understanding of christianity or most religions so when when the queers are now saying okay let us try to understand this religion that is all this is presupposing that God exists, which I would argue that the Christian God doesn't. But presupposing that he does, let us take the minorities and take them seriously. That's, thank you for listening. I'm done. All right. Okay. Can I, just okay, can I something? something? Okay. Um, okay. Um, Hold on, Mazi. Mazi. Okay. Sorry, I'm not intercepting. Hold on. Which I want to say something. Yeah, I want to say something to what Adetunji said. Adetunji, you are carrying Paul. Paul is not the only example of um, an anti-feminist or a misogynistic uh, text in the Bible. If we come all the way to even the beginning in Genesis, we have um, a text that where God caused women to supposedly be under men and to um, look to men till the day they die. So like their desire was to be to the men around them and they would always be under men. So from the beginning, even in the book of Genesis, we already see where God has already caused women to be inequal to men. I, I don't like bringing up Paul because people always say Paul's opinions are his own <laughs> and they should not be applied to him. So the thing is that when you bring up Paul, they say it's his opinion. But then what about when you bring up things that God himself said or herself or whatever gender you think God is? So when you bring up stuff that the actual God said, um, how do we make this a subjective thing to, um, that's my question to you, Okay. Uh, okay. So the, the, it, it still go, goes back to the understanding of which culture the which culture wrote all those things about God, which people wrote those things about God. Like Genesis was written sometime in, like in Babylonian exile that i don't know maybe sixth century bc i'm not too sure about this but it was written in a society that is also patriarchal exactly like almost exactly like false society so it, it, it's not a stretch to say that a white a bit, not a white man in this case but a privileged man writing about his privileged ideas would definitely regurgitate privileged and sexist ideas and don't i don't want to take away to be that um yeah the christians that i'm talking about are somehow saying these things do not exist yeah they, they are acknowledging that yes these things have been written in a sexist manner they have been written in a misogynistic manner but supposing that god exists yeah 
it is unfair to take these people's culture and want to use it as the gospel for our own culture. That's just basically like because the person that wrote Genesis, the person that wrote Leviticus, Deuteronomy, is a man. Like if you don't even you don't need you don't need, you don't need scholarship to tell you this. Like the, the writing is clearly against women. So it, you, when you say okay, do we want to have a society? I'm talking about I'm talking from the Christian perspective here. Believe me, I can. There, there are there are valid reasons to draw up testimony to when it says women. Like there are valid conversations you can have where you can say this thing. When when somebody like somebody will come up and say something like Jesus was a feminist or the Bible is a feminist text or some bullshit like that, then you can now say okay, from the text this doesn't follow. But understanding the cultural implications of the people that were writing these things is very important to understand that it's possible that they have misrepresented God. And the next question you now ask is, why did God allow all this misrepresentation of his person? If, if he actually wanted people to really understand him. And for me, I think that's the more important question. Like, if God does exist and... Um, People over the centuries have been misogynistic. Is it God's? Is it? Is it like I'm not talking about the God of Christianity now. I'm talking about God as a, as a concept. Is it God's fault? Like, is it is God to blame for all this misrepresentation or misunderstandings of Himself? I think for me the answer is yes because yeah, I don't. I don't end it yeah, answer. good answer. The answer is yes. So, uh, Mugi, Mugi, yes, I want to add something. Yeah, um, exactly. Because based on what Adet Sunje has been saying, it differentiates between what God said and what people wrote about God. But the Bible was written by men, and I don't believe there's anything in the Bible that says um, where God, you know, like directly said something. It's always been men writing what they claim God said. So how exactly do you want to differentiate that? Um, and also, like, men during that time, like, well, if you can agree on the fact that men were the one who wrote the Bible, men during that time were very much sexist. Um, and I don't think there has been a society that hasn't been a patriarchal one. So I feel like whatever they write is going to be from a sexist perspective. And it's going to, yeah, like, it's basically, like, it's what we can see in the Bible today where, um, I, I feel like religion has just, not just Christianity, but religion in general has always been the nurturing factor behind uh, patriarchy, where um, a lot of, you know, like, let me say laws um, and regulations were written down um, in order for a particular society to function. Um, and um, these laws and uh, regulations were mostly always against women. Um, but also like always preaching to women to be this and that to be humble to to be soft to to uh, be submissive just like yeah like it goes in hand with culture but that's never been the issue like it's always been about culture at least if you can agree on the fact that like i said earlier men were the one who wrote the bible or any kind of religious book yeah spot on um, if I can quickly add uh, to that, yeah, right? Um, sorry, yeah, Africa, you, uh, please hold on. Sorry. sorry. GD was uh, flashing his mic. 
Okay, you have time. Yeah, um, I just want. Yeah, I just want to talk about the <clears throat> the the um, people during Jesus' time were sexy because I'm sure during Plato's time and we're talking about those Greece people because those guys they were very very fucking smart and Plato always argued should allow women votes. He he was very very generally egalitarian. Um, during the Greece period too, so those guys there yeah, they were like queer as fuck. During even the Celtic people, Celtic Native Americans, these people you, you won't really say it was a quote unquote patriarchal society because these people they 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 were kind of progressive. We are talking about the Celtic, we are talking about the Native Americans. Women held top positions in the Native Americans. Women were literally chiefs of their tribe. Like they always answer to these women and a lot of things. So yeah, I just wanted to just correct that. And there were a lot of societies before Christianity and Judaism that were egalitarian they were they were they were not patriarchal and they were like they're not like oppressive as the judaism mm. culture yeah that's what i'm gonna say thanks bro african okay just a couple of things um when you when you're appealing to um the culture at the time the bible was written i actually think you're making the point i originally made that you objected to right i think that at that time much of the world was misogynistic and anti-feminist, if we can use that as a word. But then the rest of the world has moved on, but religion hasn't. I think it's because the reason why religion lags behind is because of the nature of what religion is. I think it was Rita that mentioned, right, that isn't it, um, isn't, aren't you supposed to stick with what the text says? And it's not like the text can be updated. We can't go into the Bible and say, okay, that verse that says you should kill witches, let's change it to say you should just make them feel uncomfortable. You can't change the text. It's, it's what it is, right? Um, and in terms of fundamentalism, I hear from a lot of um, Christians that complain about fundamental, we're just looking at them as being, or we're just taking a fundamentalist approach. Actually, isn't it the fundamentalists who are, scripturally accurate, if we can call it that. Isn't it the fundamentalists who are the ones that are actually sticking to what the text actually says, right? And everybody else who wants, who realizes that the text is problematic, they want to then update what the, what the interpretation of the text is to fit what the current culture is, right? But then, I mean, like I said, the fundamentalists are the ones that says, no, no, this is actually what the words say. Why are you trying to change it? I mean, um, going back to what you said about Darwin as well, right? Darwin, actually, I mean, I had a discussion about this on Twitter a few days ago, right? Darwin, from in his time, was actually quite racist, right? Referring to people in um, in uh, the Aborigines, I think, in Australia, referring to them as savages, referring to the white man as superior race. He was his 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 notions were actually quite racist. But the fact that he's um, the, we've taken his ideas, right, and we've left all that behind and moved on with just the ideas that are relevant. We've, we've now come to the point where we understand genetics, we've discovered DNA, now we knew nothing about DNA, right? We've been able to update, we've been able to update the, um, the notions that he came up with, despite the man's, own, um, the man's own views and despite the culture at the time. And I think this is the kind of thing that religion is resistant to because the text cannot be updated. So that was my two cents. All right, thanks very much, African. Um, with Mazi, please hold on. I just want to make a quick announcement. Uh, this is the f- the free thinkers hangouts. Please, uh, if you are new here, please follow the house. Uh, we we do try to create uh, rooms for discussions like this on different topics from time to time. You can follow follow everyone on stage, the moderators, everyone that has spoken, even those uh, even uh, other everybody in attendance. Follow and let's network and 
and get to know each other, whether we believe or not. So, uh, who wants to respond next? Uh, who did I see that? Adetunji was flashing and uh, Mazi. So, uh, wait, Ma, uh, let Mazi speak, then Adetunji responds. What's on the top? Mazi, are you there? Okay, I'm ranking. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, I was going to respond to what. Um, I was going to respond to what Adetunji said earlier about um like sorry um actually i don't know like this whole dragging the whole back and forth about fundamentalist ideas but the the reason why i actually think it's important to like get this thing clear is because it's from here we can now make like a very valid interpretation or come to a compromise or a conclusion about um what these perceived um sexist texts are talking about because if we can't actually hold an interpretation to a particular text if you're still arguing about whether we're interpreting it as with a fundamentalist approach or not i think it's going to be very difficult to come to that point where we know okay this is what it's saying so the thing um he made he made he drew a recursive to the time of charles darwin and um to his book on the origin of species and then he compared it to he compared it to the biblical text and then well i think there is slightly a misapprehension somewhere around there because um you talked about how it's it's possible which is true by the way um for like modern um evolutionary biologists or anybody who actually wants to read the book on the origin of species um to have a wrong interpretation if they read the original text that was written in i think 1859 or thereabouts now the thing is true but if you're going to be having a misinterpretation it's going to be a misinterpretation of language not a misinterpretation of intent right or a misinterpretation of the core idea of what it's talking about and you can't match the origin of species against the scriptures because the origin of species is basically about a research on um, species at the time who he, he studied and then they um, for a time watched their, them evolve and then made some recordings on them and all of that but then the bible is a book is static it's finite all right and like i said earlier i think you're still missing that point it cannot be updated even if we run from to, from now to tomorrow, make conversations or um, disagreements about whether it's fundamentalist or not, or whether atheists are holding it to fundamentalist ideas, the, at the end of the day, it cannot still be updated. It cannot still be changed. It's not like a textbook. For example, now when you look at the origin of species, for example, um, you see that Charles Darwin, there were improvements to modern evolutionary texts, right? Like African, is it African? Um, Apostate said earlier, um, for example, uh, Charles Darwin didn't know anything about DNAs. He only talked about the um, fossil records and their anatomical similarities and all of that. Then from there, he drew the natural selection theory and all of that. But then modern biological text talks about DNA, delves into DNA, but that's totally different with the Bible. You cannot add anything to the Bible. You cannot update the Bible and you cannot remove anything. So at that point, it means it's fixed. So it's a particular idea. So when, when um, atheists try to hold religious people accountable to what a particular text says, they're only trying to get the idea out of that text. 
So for Charles Darwin, for his book, you only interpret because it was written in Victorian language. Charles, um, Charles Darwin's text um, was written in Victorian language. So now we have a um, biological evolutionary text written in modern English language. So I think, for, for example, I was trying to read that at the time. I was having problem with that because of how it was written. So I had to like go for the modern text. But then you can't do that with the Bible because it's not about the language. It's about the ideas that are in there. It's about what it's saying. Right. So I think there is, is there's a slight uh, misapprehension with that um, example or something you're trying to conflate and and stuff. So I, I, it's just something I, I wanted to like, point out and show you where it's we could be having a little unnecessary misagreement. Um, sorry. Yeah. Disagreement or something. <laughs> yeah. That's all I wanted to say. Thank you. All right. Now. Thanks for that. Adetunji, uh, you respond now then. We'll, we'll move on from from this uh, this matter. Uh, I think uh, yeah, we also have uh, Aminu and Tony. I think I saw Tony just now. But Aminu, do you want to add anything? Um. Uh, okay. In okay, general, hold on. Sorry, Aminu. Yeah, let Tunji respond then. Right, sure. Next. All right, Tunji. Okay. Thank you very much. So, um, I think you are not getting you didn't, you didn't get the, the parallel I was trying to um. On the origin of species the parallel is about interpretation of language and how language itself is not it's not devoid divorced from culture because some things we see in our culture like um what's an example i can say now for a like okay let, let me just move on from that like it's just an understanding of language and it it, it goes to show that people do not understand like the, that the bible itself is not the bible itself is not fixed the bible is, is when you say the bible is fixed you are you are, you are still buying into a, a fundamentalist idea that the bible itself is 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 a inerrant text and i think that's problematic but the the the, the core my, my core agreement with what you said is that um you, you are look, we are looking at the you, you say you say that the bible is fixed and that idea is itself like that idea is born out of a culture of racist whites and their um, fascination with making basically it's, it's it's an idea that it's that is not that, that doesn't have so much historical backing as, as much as you think for example an example i'll give is the the idea of um the bible texts and bible versions and stuff like that you know, we do know that the Bible is not an English text. So, saying that the Bible is fixed, even the Bible itself has several versions. That's one idea. The Bible has several books that are not in canon. That's another idea. The Bible is is whatever a Bible is whatever a religious group says it is. So, if a religious group says that this Bible, as it is, is not to be understood as and I've heard Christians say this, I'm not just making it up. Christians say that the Bible is not to be understood as a work that you should take literally. If you, you have to do the work of interpreting the text, you have to do the work of interpreting the language and the culture. And interpreting the culture is the most difficult part because from our own perspective, it's very hard to understand how women in that society live and they were like, I won't say they were fine with some of the edicts, but like 
the the way the society was functioning was very like so different from ours and to understand it we have language barriers we have cultural barriers so these are those are the things that you have to put into understanding like another example is when people say jesus was famous and they use the idea of the adulterous woman Larida. if if a religious person and if religious scholars when religious scholars say that that story was inserted into the text much much later and it's not original into the text this this should give you it should give us an idea that the bible itself is not a monolith the bible itself has different ideas that's different things that it's trying to say so coming at the bible and saying yeah the idea is fixed that is itself a cultural invention because the bible is just a book telling a story about some people so however we interpret it is the is is the most important thing and there are people that i'm what my argument is there are people that are making there are people that are making strides in progressive theology and we should give like when you're when you're having discussions like this you should at least acknowledge that there is a dissenting view and this dissenting view is made up of people that have been historically marginalized by the religion minorities and stuff so when you say the bible is fixed you are still buying, you are buying into an idea that is inherently heteronormative is inherently a straight construct like it's inherently made by people that have been privileged by society so that, that's basically my argument okay now thank you sorry uh, can uh, i see something Mazi, you need to hold on you know um, you go after amino i know you want to respond but amino has not yet spoken for over an hour or so so all right fine fine um jerry i do i i think we've been um blasting christianity for a while uh, i think we are yet to tap the juicy vein that is islam uh-huh. um as someone who grew up in a household <laughs> as someone who grew up in a household um in a muslim household and who's been christian at some point is like i can tell you that um from my experience, the doctrine that kind of like uh, that that Islam promotes, in, in, in general sense, how we, we perceive women is terrible. It's not a word to, to, to use to describe it because um, how do you look at women? Um, how do you objectify women to a point where they are rewards that you receive? You know, um, when you commit um, um, acts of um, um, martyrism in war. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I feel like um, as someone who grew up in a household like that, um, watching my sister go through that and then she coming into her own self, coming out to me as gay and all that, it's, it comes, it doesn't come as a shock um, to see the kind of self-esteem issues that it puts on women when they're told consistently that, for example, their um, opinions matter less than a man. It, 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 according to Islam, a woman's opinion in court is worth half of a man's. Um, I, I remember when my when my um, I, when I was little, I had this Islamic tutor who used to come to the house to teach me, um, um, you know, um, the, the Quran and all that. And I asked him one time as regards um, the beatings and all that, and he legit tried to justify it to me that the Quran is not saying you should beat your wives; it's saying that when your wives misbehave, you should take the edge of your cloth and wipe them with it. And I, I that was him trying to justify. Um, you know, his thought process, or maybe to make it seem less than evil, uh, which was what it was in my eyes anyway. Um, and it just goes to show the, 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 the degree to which people are 
indoctrinated into this system, into this mentality. I don't think we speak enough about it. And we, we, we can talk about the philosophy behind it. We can talk about, about um, um, what God, quote unquote, intends to say in his words. First of all, first of all personally speaking, um, I think the argument of, oh, it's a, it, was a, uh, it was a product of the times, I think is, is senseless to me, no offense, because I think any God that knows everything should know that slavery is bad. Um, dehumanizing people is bad and dehumanizing women is bad. So any God that still comes and tells me, oh, anyone that comes and tells me, oh, is it, is it was a product of the past or product of the times, I think it's just no offense. It's, 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 a, it's an argument that doesn't stand, period. Um, I think that's all I've got to say generally. So I'll just hand it over back to you guys. All right. Thank you very much. Amy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, Mazi, you wanted to to go? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, sorry. I mean, nobody was talking about Islam because I don't know. For me, the reason why I actually don't want to talk about Islam is because, like, I don't even want to go there. It's just some of the things there are. I don't know. Let's just leave that for now. Like, I'm going to respond to to what Adetunji said okay. again. And it's going to be very brief. I'm going to be very, very brief with that. Okay, so I just picked a thing or two. Um, and we understand ourselves quite all right. Like, you understand what we are saying. But I think there is still a little bit of a misunderstanding somewhere. And where I'm still going to disagree with you is, now, you said, um, I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say is, there is a need for a fundamentalist approach to the scriptures, there is a need for that because it's in that light we see what is being talked about, right? Because if you do not have a fundamentalist approach, because if you're, if you're dealing, for example, if you're dealing with science, we know like there are lots of research that have been done over time. For example, chemistry, physics, we know um, the theory of uh, what is it called? Gravity or gravitational forces and all of that. So we know what it says, we know new things work and these things have been proven to be a fact. And they were research. They came about through research. But now we are talking about something that comes as, I mean, people draw their morals or their moral compass from this book. Are you saying that we should go around trying to understand? And you, you, you said uh, there, there is, um, we should appreciate the fact that there are lots of um, theologians who are making lots of progressive efforts in an attempt to, you know, bring these things to light and have a clearer understanding and a better, um, what is it called, interpretation to these things. But the fact is, people have been reading this, this thing over over the time, over years. And it is it like a science update? Do we have to keep waiting for these people to keep coming up with clearer? It should be something that, what's God's take on feminism? What's God's take on sexism? It should be, this is my take. And then we can study it and know this is what you're talking about. Not something that you say, okay, theologians are studying, they're trying to come up with something. So when it is due, I'm, I'm trying to say it's a valid approach to these things. And that's how it should be. Because that's how we see, we understand, yes, then at the time, it was a culture and everything. But and, and you also made a very valid point. You said you can't disengage culture from the ideas at the time and all of that. Yes, yeah, quite true. But then at the same time, we should know how these cultures are terrible and what is God saying about these cultures in regards to the ideas, right? So in, in that aspect, I don't know, you're really trying to like sidestep the whole idea of um, how it's impossible 
or how because to me I, I feel like it's an escape route for christians it's what they do now and it's more like the the, the whole idea of um god of the gaps where richard dawkins was talking about something as regards that like there's always something for them to use as an excuse you say something like this no that's the wrong interpretation this is the right interpretation but yeah your pastor is saying something different so which should i hold you to because at the end of the day we have various ideas and these people are actually theologians are telling us that this is my own opinion. We have another person saying this is my own opinion and all of that. So we have different random opinions around a particular subject. Come on, guy. Like at that point, I really don't know what to say. So you should, they should just figure their shit out and tell us if eventually when they come up with something that this is what we have, we've been trying to say all these years. Since it's going to take them millennial to come up with a, a standard, a standard mm -hmm. opinion about that. We are waiting for them. So when they feel like updating us on, like, finally, this is what we're talking about, then we are willing to also accept that. But for now, it's a fair approach to say, okay, please tell me exactly what you're saying as regards this particular context or this particular thing you're talking about in this um, verse or chapter or whatever. All right, now, thanks very much, Mazi. For me, this whole uh, nuance is, is the... How do I put it now? Uh, it's easier to it's easier to go with the fundamentalist approach, but if one is going on a one-on-one, -on -one, it's best to ask the person, "What is your own perspective? What is God to you, or what does this verse mean to you, or what all those kind?" Basically, that's why if you just get the person's perspective, then you now you can now argue from that standpoint. But you all are too much. Um, now um, I saw Quam. Kwam is here. Kwam, do you have anything you want to say? Especially come uh, from a Muslim perspective. Kwam, are you there? Seems Kwam don't work out. Uh, okay, uh, let's move on to. Uh, I think we just came up, Mikey. Hello. Hello, Mikey. Good evening. Good evening. Um, so actually, what I wanted to say, you just you just hit on the nail on the head. Is uh, it depends on it should be on a case by case basis. I don't think it makes any sense to um, tell somebody what they believe. So if they believe that you know Jesus, or, well, if they want to believe that Jesus is uh, you know feminist, you know, and he was is for all of the all of the uh, letters in the lgbqt uh, community okay cool i mean i feel like the way to do this do this thing is to be pragmatic uh religion is not going away so the best I, the best i think we can do is live uh sort of uh accommodate the people who will sort of uh who want to take our sort of Work with that. Work with us in our like sort of uh, ideology, uh, similar ideologies. If they want to believe in Jesus and they want to be feminists, that's that's cool. What sense? So like the way the way I would posit this to to some of the people who have been pushing back is that imagine if nobody in tomorrow nobody in the religion believes in um in in like that that the word of God was the yeah, Bible is misogynist and they've just sort of reinterpreted that whole thing to mean it means something else like what sense would it make to go hey but your bible says this like it doesn't matter they don't believe in it we should address them like you said so 
this doesn't mean that some people are not uh, there are some people who uh they pick their mouths one uh, when when they appear when they want to appear reasonable they'll say one thing but like they actually go behind and do the uh either misogynistic or uh, sexist thing when they when they, when they go behind closed doors so i think yeah it's it's best to uh do it on a pragmatic and a case-by-case basis thank you very much mikey um cinderella you want to go hi yeah so i feel <laughs> i kind of like a little bit of guilt when people uh, mention uh jesus being feminist Okay, I was the one that brought that up, but let me say this here. I'm glad that I brought it up because um, Moge and I think African made a point that I see. I think that, okay, um, some not perfect and all that, but there's this thing that the, the little thing a man can do can uh, sometimes make some women give him this, oh, uh, is a feminist while there are still other things that they do that don't really align with feminism and they mentioned the disciples and some things and they see it i didn't see that before I'm taking that back about jesus being a feminist <laughs> i mean there's so much that could have happened or he could have done yeah i, I had to <laughs> because i felt like after i said that and then moge pointed it out i'm like oh okay yeah i did i didn't look at it this way and then maybe I was just uh, not paying attention to that. But all I want to say is that, okay, we have Christianity, yeah? And then they've always made reference to this Bible as best information before living earth, yeah? So that is what they are reading and giving to people. And I know that we all want to, um, we, need, we need to find ways to get along, yeah? And all that. But we can't ignore that whole Christianity and the Bible and everything it says because that's where most of the beliefs are rooted. And then even the people that kind of like pick pick uh, the feminist side or try to uh, translate it or mis- interpret it into another way, it still says what it says at the end of the day. So um, I don't know, but that's that's just the way I look look at it because I know that. Uh, People, I've said this before, people live in religion, it's easy. I know that it takes a different kind of view, um, redefining your own path to be like, okay, like I did, I'm done with this. I don't want anything to do with it. So I get it. It's it's not easy, but still, they still make reference to the Bible that was written by men as their source of everything. Uh, uh, they'll say is it my network or- but then sorry yeah, you're, you're breaking um, up Cinderella, uh, you, were, you were breaking up like seriously like, it's very hard to catch what you're saying I was thinking it was my network oh sure? okay sorry yeah I think it's even showing um, sports signal but I, okay I hope you can yeah. hear me now well, yeah, thinking, at the end of the day yeah, at the end of the day, everything is still rooted to that so-called Bible that they try to pick, pick from from every time. Even when they are talking about the killings that happen, there are some they support 
and there are some they don't support it to me it's just weird because everything is rooted in that i'm not saying anybody should not believe what they are believing but for me as somebody that is not because it's like you are picking the one that best suits the uh beliefs now and then later when it comes to homophobia you go to the bible and defend it but you come back to feminism and say uh well like i said before jesus was a feminist things like that i think it's just at the end of the day that christianity still has like legit connections to the bible and all that which was written by men and to me i still find it funny that at the end of the day is the people that killed the jesus that kind I don't know, maybe I have the wrong information, but well, Cinderella, a, should we come back to you? Like, it's very difficult to hear uh, you. Sorry, no, sure. okay. Yeah, maybe All right, that. thanks, Cinderella. Uh, let's move to Eniwa. Eniwa, you are welcome. Nah, nah, Thank you, welcome. my fellow devil worshippers. <laughs> <laughs> to my fellow devil worshippers, I hear a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, I see uh, anything that is the enemy of God, count me in. How would you look at God in the Old Testament and say that this guy where I want to be my guy? Jesus, God, shoot up with your job. See ya. So, <laughs> what I'm going to say is, uh, yes, you can't serve. I see. I, I appreciate. Oh, if you can hear me, I really appreciate what you just said. It's always a thing of beauty when you see somebody after having a conversation with them they tend to recalibrate themselves after absorbing new information it's something i love to see so i do commend you, you know, for looking at words and saying you know what i may have gotten this wrong here and decided to absorb new information i really do appreciate it for that. and uh in fact Feminists are the enemies of God. I agree wholeheartedly. And they should continue being enemies of God. There's nothing to give by being friends of God, you know. And uh, it should continue that way. And anybody that is a feminist and a Christian is just lying to themselves. In the Bible, it says you cannot serve two masters at the same time. The tenets of feminism, to what I have read so far, to the conversations I've had, is polar opposite to the tenets of Christianity. You cannot drink oil and water at the same time and, and to mix properly. That's not how it works. So you cannot be both of them at the same time because that God you are worshipping has objectively said in that Bible, men and women are not equal. I don't know if you guys have quoted the book written by St. Paul, who is the main guy in the New Testament. I think this is 1 Corinthians 14 or this is 1 Corinthians <laughs> oh, you're not. Ah, I trust all of you <laughs> So you understand? You know, in the Bible, say women should not speak. That is absolutely a disgrace for women to speak in the church. That she asks permission of her husband, and I know that is definitely against the tenets of feminism. It says if a woman grabs the, the genitals of a man trying to kill her own husband, cut off her hand and show her no mercy, and God and, and God the Father kept quiet. In Book of Numbers, it said uh, um, it said uh, in the Book of Numbers, I think is it Numbers twenty-three, where I think they defeated the Mennonites and they were given instruction: kill all the men, yeah, kill all the women that have known men. 
and save the women that have no no man for yourselves. It also said, if you grab a virgin that is not betrayed and you have a way you have to pay 50 shekels to the father of the child. So in this whole Bible, women have no sort of agency in making their choices. In the whole book, in the whole book, and I know you people spoke about the disciples and the, and the apostles. Jesus Christ has no apostles. There is no female angel or woman angel in yes, all of yeah. heaven. There are children, so there are angels with human body and ego head and lion head. <laughs> Creating others mismatch. He didn't see fit to create one woman and uh, angel. In his council of elders, there is no woman. Even Mary, the woman which I, I feel is not consensual, the woman that gave birth to his child, is not even having an elevated position. She is still beneath all everybody. In fact, Holy Spirit would rather be a spirit than be a woman. So I don't know how you could balance all these things together and then call yourself a feminist and a Christian at the same time. But I know it's not my place though. I recognize that it's not my place to tell a woman what she can and she cannot be or how she chooses to navigate our movement. But I think it's, it's, it's objectively clear to say that the principles of both movements do not align. But if you can make it work for yourself, more grace to your elder. But, you know, thank you for letting me speak and I'm done. Thank, thank you. you very much, Ingwa. Thank you very, very much. You, you finish work. Scattergram. So uh, we're rounding up now. Anyone wants to add any other thing? Before we round up, nobody, nobody, nobody. I guess, I guess yeah. I would probably add, um, if I would add anything, I would say I actually want to encourage more Christians, regardless of how difficult I think it is to make it fit to be feminist. Um, and I don't, yeah, so to sort of touch on something I said earlier on, um, telling them they can't do it, I don't think helps. Let them confuse themselves however they want to confuse themselves to make it work, however, uh, that's, so I'm, I'm, I'm there to encourage them to, to do the gymnastics required. All right, thank you. Okay, quick addition. I mean, okay. it, it never said anywhere in the Quran that it's seven, okay, sorry. Okay, is that you? Okay. Just very, mm. yeah, yeah. It never says anywhere in the Quran, I mean, you know, that the 72 virgins are actually women, just to point that out. It might actually be 72 gay virgins, but um, <laughs> just to be that. You're wild. You're actually wild, yo. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I just wanted to say that uh, I, would, I wouldn't encourage more Christians to be feminist, I would actually encourage more women to not be Christian. If I was giving out any advice, I would be like, you shouldn't be upholding an institution that is, in fact, I would say maybe 80% responsible for women's oppression in the world today, that's an Islam. You shouldn't be upholding institutions that actively aid your, um, your oppression. So I would say that instead of giving advice for more of them to be feminists, I would give advice for more women to give up religion. And the thing is that women actually actively uphold these institutions. In fact, without women, all these institutions yes, will so. collapse because women are the 
ones that yeah. are the primary caretakers of children, all of us were the ones carrying our children to go and indoctrinate them into this um, terrible beliefs, into these harmful um, things. So instead of saying that they should be more feminist, why not just tell them not to even be Christians at all? <laughs> I mean, that's really my own. I don't tell people that you need to be more feminist because I understand that there is a conflict in the beliefs. So I, instead of that, I just tell them that you shouldn't even be a Christian. Why are you out here upholding an institution that has been actively behind your oppression for centuries, for a millennia, for over a millennia? So that's what me, I would say. I wouldn't say that um, more Christians should be more feminist. But I do understand the people that say um, more Christians should be feminist, you know, just so that we can progress as a society. Because some people have to be said, but yeah, that's just what I would say. Yeah, and just quickly, just I, I, the only reason why I'd say that is because I think it's easier for them to do to be for more Christians to be feminist than the other way around, than for them to leave their religion. Living your religion seems yeah. I, I feel like um. I, I've seen a lot of memes, even memes that would tell you that, oh, feminism leads to atheism or feminism leads to hedonism. It's mostly because the more radical you become in your um, strife for equality as a woman, as a feminist, the more you start to understand how harmful um, the church and these institutions are and more women actually leave. Um, so I became a feminist and feminism was actually the reason I decided to drop religion. So it can actually be a very um, good drive to actually leave the institution totally. So you even see, uh, yeah, so I get what you mean. So like, if you tell them to be more feminist, they actually start to respect the things that they believe in. And from there, the whole thing starts yep. to crack. That's why the church is very anti-feminist because they understand that um, pu pushing for um, equality isn't really in their best interest. There are even like memes. I saw this picture where someone was like, um, Satan was the first person to ask for equal rights in heaven. And you see where that ended. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> That's what I mean. It's true. If you look at how Satan, the story of how Satan got cast away from heaven, he was basically asking for equality with humans, let angels and humans be treated equally. And you see where that got sent. So um, the person was trying to compare um, feminism with how Satan is where feminists will end up because we are um, calling for something that is very anti um, God mm. or anti religion or something. So yeah, that's what I would say. Nice, nice, nice. Well, Auntie God, perfect. So uh, Adetunji, all right. Let's be rounding up. Okay, right. thank you. Oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. So my, I wanted to ask Rita a question about how, like, how feasible is it? Because the, the the idea is most people already presuppose that a God exists, yeah, and going from that presupposition the um, most dominant religion on earth is Christianity. And we understand that religion serves, uh, has a utility of serving people, like giving them psychological um, benefits. So like, what is the, is there any, like do, does what you are proposing, saying that telling people to leave the religion other than being feminist, where you yourself have admitted that feminism can lead a person to, eventually reconsider the religious beliefs isn't it better like i don't think you, okay let me put it this way isn't it better for you to say people should consider having egalitarian views first before saying that they should leave the religion do you think don't you think there's a, there's a problem with the way you painted it um 
I would say that religion and egalitarian views conflict. So if you don't want to spend time in that little hole I was in for a couple of months battling between your religious beliefs and feminism, you just have to pick what's more important to you. Do you want to live in a progressive society where equality is first, or do you want to live in a religious society where God is first? So usually, I, I know that like a lot of people are not going to take my advice off the bat, but I feel like more women like me are needed. More women need to understand that like it's okay to not support these institutions. It's okay to leave these institutions. Nothing's going to happen to you. You're not going to die. And you're going to survive, and it's going to be okay. And we need more visible women like me. You don't see a lot of women like me. And I feel like the more, um, the more common kind of anti- um, organized religion feminists will tell you that oh you know i'm not i'm against organized religion because of how it oppresses women but i am mm-hmm. spiritual and i have a relationship with god i can i can follow those people you know i'm not spiritual or anything but i can support those people but the ones that are that, that are like churchy churchy they support the institution they go about it go about um, criticizing other women and how they choose to live their lives some of them are even pro-life and stand at abortion clinics protesting what women choose to do um, I can't support those people. I I can't I can't back those people. I cannot tell you that I would advise those people to be pro, uh, to be feminist. I would just say that you know if you're going to have to spend time with a bunch of people like that, why not just leave the institution? If you leave the institution, because some people say that you know you can leave the institution and still have a relationship with God. You don't have to be a Christian to have a relationship with God. And I can support those people, but the ones that support the institution that uphold they take their children there for the indoctrination and everything, nah. I, I don't. So I feel like I'm okay. I don't, I don't have anything against the people that say that um, more Christians should be feminists. But this is just my opinion. I feel like less women should be Christians. That's, that's my own opinion. Uh, so, thank you very much, Rita. Yeah, this is the beauty of when you gather free thinkers. We see things from different ways and there are different approaches to achieve the same goal, which I believe is to get religion the fuck out of our lives, man. So everybody deconverts in different ways. So that's why our story is different. Some people were fortunate to to have never been indoctrinated, like uh, one of my co-moderators here, yeah, which I'm envying her badly. But we move on from that side. But different approach for different people. Feminism can lead you out of religion. You can um, discover feminism after you leave religion. Any which way, let society move forward and get rid of these damn fucking ideas. That is the major thing. So uh, we are going to yes. Amen to that. So uh, we want to round up, but somebody just joined. That's why I went to uh, Melissa. Melissa. So after Melissa, we 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 close this thing down. So Melissa, please go. You're welcome. Melissa, are you there? Melissa, all right. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay, um, I just wanted okay, to... Okay, sorry, please, a little, a little honestly, more volume. I wasn't really a little more volume. can't hear you very well. Okay, can you, he- yes, can you hear yes. me better now? Okay, um, I was just going to add to... Well, basically just concur with what um, Rita said. I, I'm a feminist and I'm also an atheist. <clears throat> Perfect. And I was... I was a feminist for, I was say for quite a few years while I was still a Christian. Even though it ultimately ended up being one of the reasons I left the religion, ultimately. Um, I'm not hearing anything. Am I the only one? Okay. 
I think you should take off your airports if you have them. I did, but it it doesn't seem to be working. Yeah, maybe bring your mic. I mean, we can just about hear you. I think we can persevere, but um, if you can get closer to your mic, that would be useful as well. Okay. Um. Okay. You can yeah. Just. I'll right. see what I can do. It's fine. Okay. Um. So I was a Christian for quite a few years before. Uh, so, um, I was a feminist for quite a few years before I ultimately left the religion. And I don't know, it's something I thought I could manage. I thought I could put those two things together for a while. But then as I got older and as my views changed and I moved further left in my views, I... I found that there were more and more things that I kept. Um, are you using AirPods? If you're using AirPods, you can try taking them off. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I tried to take them off, but it wasn't working. I don't know what the problem are is. Are you using AirPods right now? Yeah, so I you am. Can, you, can you try disconnecting them and try it there? You can just turn, turn off your Bluetooth directly. Let's see. Is it better? Way better. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, um, where was I? You're a feminist, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I left. Nope, not better. Yeah. I. It's not better. Oh um, uh, wait. Okay. Alyssa, should we come back to you? Okay, we'll come back yeah, to you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Odette just just entered now. Hi, Odette. Oh, hi there. Um, I just had a question. I was kind of like uh, midway or to the end of this uh, uh, group, but I, I had a question if anyone had kind of considered the idea of um, if you kind of quote unquote sort of eliminate religion in, in some ways, does that really um, in its idea eliminate sort of these patriarchal ideals or, or will those patriarchal ideals then bleed into sort of other manifestations of social order and social structure? For example, I see it a lot in consumerism. So I'm not entirely convinced that eliminating religion will eliminate the patriarchy. And I'm just wondering if anyone has any thought, thoughts on that. Can I respond? Yep. Right, so I think there is certainly patriarchy and anti-feminism in society at large. And um, I don't think religion is necessarily responsible for all of it. I think the problem with religion though is its resistance to change, right? Because any, any misogyny in society, you can, you can update your, how you see things, right? But then when it comes to religion, it's, I mean, with the bit where it says women are supposed to sit and listen to men in the Bible, you can't go back and change that, right? So if, any, if you try and argue within, within a religious context that you should be more favorable to a feminist idea, then somebody just wants to point, to point a verse to you and says, but the book says this, and where do you go from there? Right. Okay. I see. So the argument is that it, it just it's it's not adaptable. It yeah, can't evolve. Yeah, is a major contributing factor. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Melissa, have you have you fixed the audio? Can you can we test? 
Is it better now? Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little bit. Melissa, I don't know. Can you move a little bit more closer to your mouthpiece or something? Like, I'm having it's difficulty right, hearing what you're saying. Like, it's right in front of my mouth. I don't know. I try. I don't know. Melissa, do you know what you should do? You should leave the room and close the house completely and come back. Like, open the app again. I'll choose the volume of your phone. Okay. Uh, okay. I see somebody that was here before. Okay, yeah. Israel, welcome back. Can you can you drop your two cents before we round up? Um, hi. Sorry. I just said let me just like check back in. I had to go and do something. Um, I don't really have much to say concerning this. I think everybody has said um lots of stuff that has already been on my mind. So, okay. Yeah, All right. So, Melissa, let's try again. Okay. One last time. How was it? Mm, go on. Go on. Let us go on. Okay. Um, I mean, it's low, but I can still hit just about hear you. I don't know if anybody else is having trouble, but I can just about hear what you're saying. We'll do our best to listen properly. So that. We'll- Okay, I'll try to be brief. I um I just wanted to um add on to what Rita was saying about um women re- leaving religion because I know how much I struggled with um with juggling my views with my re- with my faith. And I agree that maybe it's better to convince people to change their views on certain issues rather than religion as a whole but i think maybe encouraging like people and i think she's having a network problem as well yeah i can't i can't really hear okay she's back melissa It's network problem. It's network problem. Uh, let me see. Melissa? Yeah, I don't think. Okay. We'll, we'll try yeah. this another time. I think we'll need, we'll need to round up now. It's over two hours now. So please uh, follow the house, the Free Thinkers Hangouts. Follow everyone on stage. Um, it's been really fun having this this discussion. Feminists are the enemies of God, but we know it's not easy to let God go. If you are a believer in the house and a feminist, please be, be a feminist first before a Christian, at least. That's a, that's the, the best thing I feel we can advise. We can't tell you how to do your feminism. Feminism is what you choose it to be, but we are just here to help you see that God belief, Christianity, Islam, Abrahamic religions are part of the pillars of on which patriarchy stands on. And to destroy patriarchy, we need to start taking out the pillars one by one. And religion is a, a very huge target. So I really appreciate everyone for taking out their time to listen. And hopefully we'll do more of this next week again. Another topic, Sha. So have a wonderful night, everyone. Um, take care. 
but no god bless Bye. thank you rita thank you everybody all right thank you for listening to this episode i hope you learned a few things from the different perspectives shared feminists indeed are the enemies of god god no like them so please join the free thinkers hangout on clubhouse if you are an android user you can now use clubhouse create an account without any need of invitation please subscribe the podcast is available on apple spotify google any other place you get your podcast from anchor to safe and so now we're done for this week and i'll catch you on the next one